Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I am joined as always by producers G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets. Listen, big Thursday night football game last night at SoFi Stadium. The Chargers and the Chiefs. We knew this would be a classic. We knew this would be a good game. Chiefs were favored by three. I was feeling pretty good about taking the Chargers for the majority of that game, even through regulation. But it goes into overtime. And listen, the Chiefs are just going to be tough to beat with Patrick Mahomes if you take it into OT. And listen, he, he, he began the game slow, did not have a good first half. But the Chiefs beat the Chargers 34-28, to powered by three consecutive 75-yard touchdown drives by Patrick Mahomes. What did you think? I mean, here's the thing. The guy who's taking the most heat today, and I get it, but I don't agree with it, Brandon Staley. Now, Brandon Staley was the darling of the National Football League through the first five games of this season. The Chargers were 4-1. and one. This guy was going for it on fourth down on his side of the field. It didn't matter, mainly because, listen, if I, if I got Justin Herbert at quarterback, fourth and short, I'm going to go for it. I have no issue, none whatsoever, going for it on fourth and goal inside the five three times. Two of those times, by the way, inside the one-yard line. And by the way, they, they got to figure out a way for Herbert, and I don't, you don't want to put him in harm's way. You got to figure out a way to quarterback sneak that thing. I mean, you're touch the football's touching the goal line. You got to figure a way to score. I have no issue. Listen, I would I would call those same exact calls. It, it wasn't even the play call that was the problem. They, they didn't catch the ball. They didn't um, execute the play. I would rather have a coach that goes for it on fourth and goal inside the one rather than kick a field goal. It is so easy to play Tuesday morning quarterback or Thursday morning quarterback or Friday. You know, listen, it's so simple when the game is done to say, oh, my God, he he went for it. Yeah, he went for it on fourth and goal at the one. I will always want to do that. By the way, you can say and some people have said, "Okay, I'll give you that. But what about fourth and uh, one or fourth and two at the twenty eight? Okay, we could have that debate. You know the Chargers have missed seven PATs this year? So it's not like they got this great kicker that that's a chip shot field goal. You're talking about a 45-yard field goal for a, and again, they've changed kickers this year. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a team miss seven, seven PATs so far this year. And I know the last time it probably happened was the Chargers. They never can kick PATs. So I don't have an issue with going for it inside the five. I don't have an issue with being an aggressive team. That is the staple of a Brandon Staley Chargers team. And because of that, people are talking about this team. And yes, there was a ton of Chiefs fans there. It wasn't a Chiefs takeover. And I've seen those crowds. The majority of the games, and G.A. touched on this when she went to the Giants game, it was a 50-50 crowd. I think last night, people can call me crazy, when the Chargers did well, that place was loud. It was a 50-50 crowd. And so, um, you know, and, and that's because they have Justin Herbert, because they have an aggressive team. Did you guys have an issue with going for it on fourth and goal three times inside the five-yard line? No issue with it at all, because if that is a coach's philosophy, as long as he's consistent about his philosophy, I have no issue with it. Now, I would say the same thing if his philosophy was the other way, although 
personally, if I was a coach, I would tend to lean towards aggressiveness more than yeah. uh, standing pat. And especially against a guy like a Pat Mahomes, who you know it's going to be a shootout, you know it's going to be high scoring. I have a bigger issue with, like, for example, at the end of the game in overtime, how about can can they work on their tackling? Because Travis oh, Kelsey yeah. just like trucked through the whole team to score at um, on the final on the game winner. But for the bigger picture of the season, the Chargers, that was a must win game. It was. And no doubt. To lose that in that fashion, so winnable. You have the lead to to let it go and then to let Pat Mahomes go all the way down the field, score in the fourth at the end of the fourth quarter, and then score again in overtime. I don't know what the locker room was like after the game, but yeah. it has to be demoralizing, right? No yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, and for somebody that's supposed to be a defensive darling in Brandon Staley, yeah. is this really, it's just disappointing for me personally. I always go for it on fourth and one. I would yeah. have loved to see a quarterback sneak. I would have loved to see something, you know, I didn't think this was it. a hot take, by the way. I mean, no. fourth and goal inside the one. Listen, if you want to say the fourth and five call, maybe. But, like, even then, this is why the team is as good as they are this year. This is why they are aggressive. And, by the way, you, you, you talk about the morale of a team. Yes, you would have gotten three points, but the team would have just been depressed going to the sideline. Fourth and goal inside the one. It's like... PAT kickoff. I mean, you know, you're not going to kick a field goal inside the one yard line when you got Justin Herbert at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it, it, all this just doesn't really make sense, especially when the game is on the line, yeah. right? Like right now, they're two and two in their division. I mean, to your point, Arash, when you were saying earlier about, you know, Brandon Saylor was so beloved earlier on in the season, and now he's sitting at two and two in the division. Nice no, You know, the, yeah. This well, is this was rough. their chance to claim the division because if they had won the game. Both of these teams, the Chiefs and the Chargers, would have been 9-5 and five atop the division, but the Chargers would have swept the season series, held the tiebreaker, would have been in the driver's seat. They're not going to win it now. Why? Because there's a, a, a two-game lead. And the way the Chiefs are playing right now are just so good. The, the uh, Chiefs, since beginning the season... What were they two and four or or you know? But they again they've they, they've won seven straight games, and they've gone from like what the heck happened to the Chiefs? You know, can they recover? Can they turn their season around? They are according to Las Vegas the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, according to Vegas, we may see a rematch of the Super Bowl from a year ago, Tampa Bay and KC. Uh, but this was their their chance. And Armand, this this was a must-win game. So when you talk about um, a demoralizing feeling, I think they'll close out the season strong. But it's going to be a, a tough sledding for them in terms of you know they got to go on the road now in the playoffs. Again, the hope is that they can still make the playoffs. I think that they will. You know, when you look at the way that they're going to cl close out the year, I think they'll be in the playoffs. But um, they had to get this win. They had to get that win. Like you said, the the. The wild card race in the AFC too is so congested that that makes it even scarier. Now one more loss and you definitely could slip out of there. And yeah. looking at their schedule, they're lucky because they get Houston the next, the following week. Then they're home against the Broncos and then they're in Vegas. So you know, it, other than the Houston game, probably two at least close, hard-fought battles, division battles at the end, which could cause them to slip out of the playoffs altogether. Yeah. Um, the other big thing, and, and, and I was at SoFi inside the press box when we got word that the Rams COVID-19 list has ballooned to 25. It is a, it, it is 25 players right now. And that is of uh, this morning. It, you know, they, they, they could get some 
results back that that you know that list could could go higher uh as of now again uh we are under the anticipation that that game is scheduled to kick off 48 hours from now basically 1 p.m on sunday the NFL is in a tough spot right now because they got to figure out, like, do we care about player safety? Because to me, when I think about player safety, it's not so much because of COVID. I am not really worried about a vaccinated player who does not have symptoms being in a compromising position because of COVID. I am concerned about a team. The Rams played on Monday night. Their facility has been shut down since Tuesday. So they have not been able to practice, train, or do anything at their facility this entire week. They've been doing it all remotely and virtually. Not just practices, by the way. If you're hurt, players who are hurt have not been able to see team doctors and trainers. Now, they have their own guys and they have their own people to to, uh, see and help them. But I don't think I've ever heard of a team having to work, train, practice remotely, and then you're just going to put them out on the field. I, I I don't know what the league has has to do, and we're at a point now with 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 COVID where are, are we going to continue to to test players who don't have symptoms? Because if you do, and these cases continue to rise. Uh, you know, I mean, the number of games that are being canceled or postponed is nuts. UCLA Hoops, for example, canceled their game Wednesday. They just canceled their game against North Carolina in Las Vegas, which was a big game. I mean, I'm hoping if, if you were planning to go out for that game, make that flight, make that drive, you got word that that game had been canceled before you went out there. Maybe you might still go out there because it's Las Vegas. But, gee, where, where, where are we now with COVID? Because I I think sports is going to have to do one of two things. Shut things down for a week or two or something, or just say, hey, listen, if you're fully vaccinated and you don't have symptoms, you got to just go out and play. Because, I mean, we, we you can't have it both ways right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just questioning, like, how are they going to go through this testing process? Like, do you, do you just test every, you have to just test everybody, right? And, like, throughout the whole entire thing? So that I think way that's they can, what they're doing, but the yeah. problem is with the, what, what, what they're going to have to do at some point, if you're fully vaccinated and are not showing symptoms, there is a quick turn now for you to come back. Again, you could test positive, but if you're fully vaccinated, not showing symptoms, and then you test negative, you can come back to a team within a day or two. I was about to say, and also if you're asymptomatic, right, you, you can only, exactly. it, it should only be like a 24-hour period where again, you should yeah, be able the key to come is, back testing negative so again malik monk for example missed one game he'll be he'll he'll be back today i mean the number of teams in 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 leagues having to deal with this this is a worldwide thing with the lakers for example it's russell westbrook it's avery bradley dwight howard taylor horton tucker malik monk although monk just tested negative so he's back um it's it's the leagues are going to have to figure out how to navigate this at the end of this year and into 2022. And where I think that they're going to stand is, listen, if you're fully vaccinated, you got the booster, you don't have symptoms, you can play. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that all these leagues, don't. Um, I'm just generalizing for all these leagues out there that they didn't think of this ahead of time. 
Because yeah. the, because this this is quote unquote flu season, right? This is quote unquote oh, no. you know yeah. uh, the time of the year where everybody gets sick. So. I don't think what they anticipated was the variant, how contagious it is, and also just the number of positives. I, I again, I, I think that they expected a certain uh, uh, a certain rise in positives. I don't think that they expected, for example, of the of the players who have been in the NBA's health and safety protocols this season. So this entire season. 75% have happened this month. I mean, it's all happening right now. So, I mean, for, for them, it's you got to find a way to get past this month, get past maybe January, because we knew that this would happen during the holidays. We knew that this would happen Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year. If they can just get past this, hopefully we'll get past the pandemic. I do think leagues are just going to have to say, hey, listen, if you're fully vaxxed, you get the booster, you're good to go. Yeah, I don't, th- to be honest with you, Arash, though, I think that there's always going to be another variant. There's always going to be something. I, I, it's I do gonna- think that leagues are just going to stop. I, I don't want to say stop caring, but I, I really do think that they're going to say, okay, listen, it's 2022. It's March of 2022, for example. We've done this for two years. If you've got the, if, if you've been fully vaccinated, which includes the booster, and you don't have symptoms, I think beginning in 2022, it'll be a case by case thing where, like, if you're sick, we're going to test you, but we're not going to shut down the league and shut down sports just because someone tested positive. And I, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. You look at what the league is doing right now, leagues are effectively saying if you test positive, and you're fully vaccinated, if you test negative the next day and don't have symptoms, you can come back to work in 24 hours. So I, I mean, mean, that's fair. Yeah. I guess, I, I, again, if you test negative on a consistent basis, then they should be able to go back to work. Yeah. You know, this is their job. This is their profession. Yeah. So I think that that's fair. I don't know. I, I, again, I just think that there's con- going to consistently, we're going to be in this for a while. You know, we're, we're going to be in this for a minute. I don't see a timeline, to be honest with you, because I think there's always going to be a new variant. There's always going to be something that, like, because viruses, not only do they spread, but they also, um, they they replicate, they, like, they try to survive. Yeah. So I, I think that we're but always going to be in this. The, if the variant next year or what, or, you know, again, it's it's a lot of times we compare it to the flu, but, like, if, if it is truly like the flu, if it is truly like no one is going to go to the hospital if they get this, if this is, if this becomes truly, and again, not like a hot take, not like, you know, but if this becomes like a common cold, the difference, of course, at that point is that it will not shut down the league, it will not shut down sports, it will not cause us to shut down a practice facility and things like that. So when I say we're getting to that point, this is a little bit like the great pandemic or the, you know, the pandemic of a hundred years ago, which lasted exactly two years. And so again, at the beginning of this, a lot of people said this would last two years. I don't think a lot of us wanted to believe that it has. I think this will be something in terms of uh, uh, when you talk about players testing positive and um, leagues not being shut down, but like having to postpone games. I think that's a a reality from March of 2020 to March of 2022. But I think after that, uh, we are going to go into a direction of case-by-case basis. We're not going to shut down things. Uh, But yeah, I mean, again, big game tonight for the Lakers. They're going to have to do it shorthanded again. No Westbrook. No Bradley, no Dwight Howard, no THT. How do you see this game playing out? 
This is going to be an interesting one because, again, it's hard to take away anything when you have so many cases surging. And not only with the Lakers, I'm reading a a tweet right now by Woj talking about um, the Kings have a huge outbreak that their game might get canceled tonight. So when we look at, like, the big picture, it's a game that, yeah, you hope they win. But for one of the rare times this season, if they lose tonight— it's a little yeah. bit understandable because they're missing so many guys. And Minnesota, if they do beat Minnesota, though, that's a really – I think that's a solid sign because Minnesota, not only are they are they winners of two straight – two impressive road victories, and then Anthony Edwards is playing ridiculous. Carl Anthony Towns is playing great, and it's a road game in Minnesota. You know the Timberwolves are going to be excited to play oh, yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers. So would it be – a shock if they lost absolutely not because it's the lakers but with everything that's going on with covid especially in the nba right now it's hard to like take these games that seriously yeah in a few weeks maybe when things settle back down i think the games are going to be more important more relevant that doesn't mean the lakers can afford to slide right now but you know it's hard to like take this and take it so seriously when everything around it is just surrounded by the the virus, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I mean, I and and, and it's and it's something that we're going to have to de- deal with during this flu season, during the winter. But I think we're going to get past this fairly soon, hopefully. I mean, man, uh, the Clippers are off tonight. They are at Oklahoma City uh tomorrow night again all all the teams at the soon to be crypto.com arena are on the road the lakers play chicago on sunday before they are back in los angeles to play the phoenix suns uh next tuesday clippers are back from their road trip on monday to play uh the spurs with the lakers I, I, again, I think the, you're going to ride that high of that uh, win over um, over who did they play? Dallas, the Mavericks. Absolutely. Yeah. So listen, I mean, it, but then when you watch them celebrate, like after that game is over, and Russell Westbrook is part of that celebration, and Davey Bradley, and you're thinking like, okay, of course, the, the the way that this thing can spread. Again, those guys didn't did not even make the trip. So, you know, it's it's one of those kind of interesting things where you can test them all you want, but, like, so someone's going to be positive, test negative, and then the next day, test p- positive. It's just, like, <laughs> I'm thinking about how the pandemic started with Rudy Gobert and the oh Jazz. My God, yeah. And when he had it, everybody in the arena was like, wait, 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 I got it, I got yeah. it. And now you have the Lakers with, like you said, they're celebrating together, and then all of a sudden after the test, or after the game, I'm sure they all got tested, and then all of a sudden they're like, wait, you guys can't come on the team plane. Yeah. And then the next day, Malik Monk is is like, no, actually, you're negative, so you can play. There's so much going on that it's hard to, it's hard to keep track, and it's hard to, like I was saying earlier, it's hard to understand the relevance of these games at a big picture landscape because of that distraction right but from from a basketball standpoint the lakers an emotional victory an opportunity to build on something here and knock on wood lebron and anthony davis are still there right we we'll see in a few hours if that changes (laughs) but um if they're still there you have the the foundation from the bubble championship. Yeah. You win tonight. You go into Chicago on Sunday. You got to be feeling great about yourself. I oh mean, yeah. 
And, and here's the thing. We don't know what Chicago will yeah. look like or who's going to be available for that. That's got to be, you know, again, Chicago's a, a good team this season. But when you look at who Chicago has on the court, like, that's a must-win we game. Have, we have no idea who's <laughs> going to be there for the Bulls. Yeah. So, I mean, this could be, and you touched on it before they went on the road. And when you said, like, they, they, they could go 3-0, and and I'm thinking, like, what are you talking about? Like, they, they I don't think they've had a 3-0 and road trip this entire uh, time. But, you know, if they can find a way to win tonight, if they can, um, you know, play off that win tonight, go into Chicago, and that that could be the turnaround. I didn't want to hear, you know, they beat Detroit, that's a turnaround, or they beat, you know, the Kings or something. Like, no, no. If you can string some games together, if you can go on the road and really the adversity of dealing with COVID, the adversity of, of not having five players, if they can make it through this road trip and come back on a nice winning streak, maybe this could be the turnaround that this team needs. All right, let's leave it there for now. When uh, we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this Rams-Seahawks game, if that happens, where the Lakers are at in a very expensive ticket that was bought from a game almost 40 years ago when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Jihei, this is the portion of the show where we will hear from our fine listeners out there. They've sent in some questions. So we'll get to those questions momentarily. But if folks out there want to send in their own questions, G.A., how can they do that? That's right, guys. You can email us. I know we're old school like that. There's no, like, I get, you could have DM'd us, but, like, earlier yeah, on when well. I figured all this out, I was like, maybe we should just lay off the DMs. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you can email us at show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A-R-A-S-H-M-A-R-K-A-Z-I-S-H-O-W at gmail.com for all those that don't know how to spell Arash Markazi, which, again, I get it. It's a little difficult. Uh, leads us to our first question from really cool name, Time Blazer. From Paramount, who <laughs> asked, can't be his real no, name. No, it's his real. He actually in the email says, "This is my real name." I know that sounds weird, but this is my real name. All right. Um, from Paramount, who asks, "Kevin Durant has been averaging forty points per game right now. Is he your MVP front runner, or do you have someone else that could possibly contend for MVP?" Mm, let's see. Who would I vote for? Listen, I'll give it to KD. I mean, I mean, the thing that I like about Brooklyn right now is the way that the team is playing, and I know most valuable players about. The player, but we both, we all know that it is also a team award. So for you to win the award, your team has to at least be playing well, preferably number one in your conference, and you got to be in contention. So right now, the Brooklyn Nets are the best team in the Eastern Conference. They're one of the best teams in the league. KD's playing like that. Again, you know, you you, you like to have the most valuable player to kind of go through some adversity for him. It's, it's the whole Kyrie situation, you know, the way James Harden's playing. I mean, on paper, coming into this year, this was perhaps the most talented team in the league. Everyone was comparing him to the Lakers, saying we're going to get a Nets-Lakers finals. KD 
is playing like the most valuable player. Again, no Kyrie. James Harden's been out. He's out right now with the uh, health and safety protocols. Blake Griffin literally just slammed headfirst into a wall right now. And he's, you know, don't know what to expect from him. So on paper coming into this year, they, they were very talented, but they are where they are right now. Number one in the Eastern Conference, one of the top, uh, you know, couple teams in the league because of KD. So right now, yes, KD is my number one pick, my most valuable player. Uh, less than 20 minutes ago, the NBA released their updated MVP rankings. They ah. did have KD number one, Steph Curry number two, Jokic three, Giannis four, Chris Paul five. Now, the way I look at it is if the Denver Nuggets were not 14 and 14, if they were, again, they say it's not a team award, but if your team is 500, yeah, it's very tough. hard to give you that award. And it's not Jokic's fault because the team no. is so bad when he's off the floor. That's the reason they're 500. So if they get to a place where maybe they can, it's so early in the season, I could see the Nuggets climbing up to fourth. I mean, what's Jamal Murray's status? Is he going to come back at some point? And if not, you know, who knows? It's, what? it's the Kawhi situation. We don't yeah. know. But I think Murray will be back, and I think it'll be around February or March. Um, with that being said, if the Nuggets can get to, like, fourth, if Jokic continues to play the way he is, mm -hmm. this is no shade towards Kevin Durant because he's been incredible. I'm going to give it to Jokic. Um, with that being said, you can't go wrong saying Kevin Durant. You can't go wrong saying Steph Curry. Giannis, as well, I wouldn't say you can go wrong, but... I, I would have to double check, but I think he's missed more games than the other guys yeah. on that list. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it has to. I, I totally agree with you, by the way, that if these people, if this player is off the court and their team is garbage, like it, they can't survive without him. I think yeah. that that's the MVP right there. Yeah. And so, I mean, I might give it to Jokic, but I would probably. I'm still going to give it to KD because considering what they're going through right now. Yeah. Like, they can't survive without him. They wouldn't win a game without him, which is obviously evident um, yeah. when you watch their their games and their matchups. So, I think yeah. Curry is just so much fun. I mean, he has been his entire career, but I think people kind of slept on him because of how the Warriors were not as good. Without Clay, Curry's been so much fun to watch. It's going to be... It's going to be a Kobe-like thing with Curry, mm. isn't it? Where it's like, we look back and it's like, wait, he didn't win MVP this year. He uh, didn't win true. it that year. Yeah. And with the finals MVPs as well, with the whole Kobe And the weird track. thing with, with, with Curry, if you want to compare him to Kobe, I mean, Kobe was a very polarizing figure for a while for a variety of reasons on the court and off the court. But with Curry, like, he's beloved. So I am kind of surprised that, yeah, like when he's retired, you know, because to your point, like when you're on a same team, sometimes that, that can hurt you being on the same team with KD and Clay and Dre. And it's like, okay, well, obviously like th th they're so good because of them. It's like, no, but that, the, the, the Warriors are the Warriors because of Curry. 100%. It begins and ends with Curry. 100%. No, it definitely begins and ends with them. But like that team can survive without him. That team can still win without him. And I don't think that team was ever going to win a championship without Curry. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you, you need Curry now. Could they be a playoff team without Curry? Yeah, but I, they're not winning a championship without Curry. No, 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 I don't yeah, need yeah, a yeah. championship okay. without Curry. I'm yeah. saying he, they can't even like to. You wouldn't be able to even have the record that you have. You'd be at 500 if you didn't have 
you know, Curry, which that's not the case for them. No, listen, if, if you have a team that has KD, Clay, Dre, like that's going to be a good team because, I mean, they, they were in a unique spot where you had another top five player. And again, KD showed what he could do. He was the most valuable player in the league. So it was such a unique thing when he went to the Warriors because it was like you're getting a top five player, like arguably number one or two in his prime, going to a team that already had a guy, top five player, like in his prime. So, yeah, I I think when you combine the forces, that's where it's hard. And then for that moment in time, like KD became the, the, the guy. Yeah. And Steph was fine with that. And I think that's what hurt Clay, by the way. When when Clay wasn't voted a top seventy five player, mm-hmm. he said, "Listen, I checked a lot at the door so we could win a championship." He has no problem with that because listen, he's got the rings. But he's like, "Really? Like you haven't watched these games? Like you couldn't see what I could do if I had like my own team? If I chased the stats?" So I get why he was upset about that. No, I get why he was upset, but also not being. Um, on the floor for two years definitely doesn't help his cause. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... No um, doubt. Well, thank you, Time Blazer, for your uh, question. We're going to move Still forward. don't believe it. That's <laughs> hey, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are called, like, Exit and whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the, the, he could, this could possibly be his name. So, no, I'm sorry. Um, yes. if, no, if he, if he emails us back again, then we'll definitely know it's him. Um, Anyways, moving on to Darren <laughs> Sheridan from Encino. That one, I believe. <laughs> it's a believable one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Darren asks, a ticket for MJ's debut sold um, for $264,000, a actual physical ticket. Yeah. Um, a, do you believe or do you think that that's crazy? And B, do you miss physical tickets? I think it is crazy because here's the thing. I kept all my old tickets. And by the way, I... I posted a picture. I mean, that ticket is in pristine shape. I mean, someone must have went to the game and kept this in some kind of seal because like if you go to a game like you know you, you got some uh, you know ketchup and mustard on it or you dropped on the floor I mean or like, you folded in or your pocket folded in your pocket I mean like, that ticket was in pristine condition. That being said, I think it's ridiculous. Listen, I mean, you're not getting a shoe. You're not getting a a jersey. You're not getting a piece of the court. You're not getting, you're getting a ticket that some guy had in section 259, row three, seat six. I mean, like, he, the the person who had the ticket went to the game, but like, in no way are they connected to this moment. I think it's, I don't have a problem paying for the ticket. Two things I have a problem with or or don't agree with. I keep tickets to games that I went to because that, that's important to me. That I went to that game, I got that ticket. I, I don't know what buying someone else's ticket means, A. B, that ticket didn't really have anything to do with the game. So, like, I'm down if you want to buy Jordan's, you know, sneakers, jersey. Rookie card rookie, or something. Yeah, but, but like, he, like, a card even is like... The, the, when you buy a ticket, you, you're, you're, you're feeling that in some way you're connected to that game. I, I just don't know what the fan with the ticket in Section 259 has to do with that moment in time. To the second part of that question, I think it's a fantastic question because 90, over 90%, and it's probably darn near close to 100%, tickets are all mobile. There's no physical tickets. And my dad likes to, you know, print out a ticket even. Like, so if you want to send him a ticket, he'll print it. But, like, you can't even print out tickets. You, it has to be on your smartphone. Um, I think that's crazy. And I don't say crazy, but if you want to commemorate a moment, 
Um, I had a friend talk to me about this. They have a World Series tickets from when the Dodgers won in Texas, but but it's on his phone. And I said, well, I mean, I guess you could do a screen grab of it and go to Kinko's and print it. But it is like, like that. It's just weird. Like, so I missed that. I missed the physical ticket. But um, yeah, $264,000 for a ticket? I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is the era that we live in right I now. Where people are willing to spend an astronomical amount of and money Armand's on And Armand's the like youngest that. one here, so he, yeah. he, 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 um, he can explain like the, the, the um, NFTs and things like I, that. I no. can't explain that. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what I thought it was when, when you mentioned it. I thought it was a, like an NFT or something, like a hologram exactly. of the game or something That, that would have made more sense. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> have you, do you actually remember physical tickets, though? Because I mean, I, it wasn't. I do. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, I don't. I don't know. Like, th- this could have been. A th- we're we're two totally different generations, so I have no idea. But um, th- to answer this question, I-, I do think it's nuts that anybody would pay a certain amount of money, any kind of money, over like the actual regular asking price ticket, for this yeah. physical ticket. Um, he- but I get why he did it. It's a piece of history, whether or not this person's connected or not. It's a piece of history, and so I understand why people would. It's a physical piece of history, so I understand why people would want this. Here's why piece I, of I agree with you there, because like uh, I forgot how many fans could go to a game at the old Chicago Stadium, but let's just say it's fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand. There are only, for example, fifteen thousand tickets from Jordan's first game, and I bet you of that fifteen thousand, there's probably not that many that are, that are in that condition. And I still I don't know what that person did with that ticket, but <laughs> it is pristine. So. And to your point, this this could be like the new genre of like cards where, you know, there's only 15,000 of these tickets. Of those 15,000, only five are in this condition. Also, so it wasn't I, a sold out game, I don't think, right? Jordan's probably, first I mean, Chicago wasn't, wasn't a, that good back no, then. No, they were terrible so, yeah. back then. So, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, the the margin's even less, sure. right? So it's possible that there were 15,000, but it may it may have been like 10 or 8 you know yeah. that that they that physically people have out there. Yeah. Um. So again, it's exclusivity as well, probably. But again, for me, it's a piece of history. I don't know if I'd pay two hundred sixty-four grand for it, though. No. I, I mean, That's if I even if I had all the money in the world, I still wouldn't pay this amount of money. Not so, for that. No. Like again, there's like because because there's some tickets that look good. Like when I saw the picture of the ticket, it looked like the old ticket master ticket where it just prints the name and they you know it's it, it, it's not a good looking ticket it's not like right. ooh, that that's a um that's nice and shiny and new it yeah. looks awesome yeah yeah um to the to the second part of this question though heck yeah i miss physical tickets yeah i don't know it's just something to hold it was like yeah it's like when you go to it's also we mentioned this like i think a year ago but it's when you go physically to the book in Vegas or uh, whatever right. book and you go and get your actual stub and it says your parlay it says your yes. you know money line bet or whatever and then you go back and you give them a ticket something satisfying about it that it is and I like that from a positive and a negative perspective from the positive it's like this is my winning ticket and B the <laughs> satisfaction of ripping up a, a, a ticket that lost I like that physical tactile pleasure <laughs> of that um, what is the what do you have a, a, a ticket I'll, I'll tell you mine and then you can think of yours when Jason Garrett was the quarterback of the Cowboys Thanksgiving Day and again I had bought this ticket back when I thought it was going to be Troy Aikman Troy Aikman gets hurt the week before Rodney Peake gets hurt in that same week so Jason Garrett the third string quarterback is the quarterback of the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day and they upset the Green Bay Packers at Texas Stadium I still have that ticket and 
I mean, I wonder how much it would go for now that, that all these people are paying all this money for tickets. But do you guys have any ticket that you kept from a game that, that means something to you? I don't know. First of all, uh, you guys just talked about my age. I didn't know Jason Garrett was actually the Cowboys quarterback, so let's start there. <laughs> um, but yes, the only one that I have that um, I will always cherish is Kobe Bryant's MVP game. Um, I was at the very second to last row in Staples Center, mm. Crypto.com Arena, whatever. <laughs> um, and it was just such a, a moment because Kobe only got one in his whole career. That's crazy, And yeah. then... You know, I didn't, you know, grow up rooting for the Lakers, but just to be in the building for that moment, they were playing Utah in the playoffs. It was such a surreal moment. Everybody outside of Staples Center was handing out different types of free T-shirts commemorating Kobe's historic moment. And that is a ticket that I'll always cherish. Oh, yeah. I don't have this physical ticket, but if I did, I would pay anything for it. Okay. Um, it's probably Duke-related. It is 100% Duke-related. <laughs> um, Duke, North Carolina's last game um, where they beat them at the buzzer in overtime oh, with Ty, uh, Tyus Jones. Like That is a ticket that I would purchase. I would pay 264 grand for that. But that's also because my fandom like oh, rings see. so true. But, but what's a ticket that you have from a game that you actually went to? It would probably... Well, unfortunately, it's not a physical ticket. I guess I could, like you said, snapshot shot yeah. it and you know whatever but um, it would probably be game 5 of the Dodgers this past season oh yeah that, that was a fun one no that's also cause like I'm a game 5 jinx so I, I like know. we actually won and it, it was great and it was so great to watch it and see them move on, move forward or whatever. So it, it does look cool though. So, I mean, I looked at my wallet the other day on my phone. It kind of does look cool to like look at different games that you went to, but still like it, it it's, it's hard to, you know, you kind of want to put it on the wall. You want to show off, um, you know, this is the game I went to, but yeah. Well, and at the same time, we're, we're going to get into um, Arash's barrage of uh, oh, things that he has. Yeah. Of credentials. Yeah. And you also have like a bunch of actual tickets that are in a, pristine yeah. shape as well yeah. so um well oh we have some breaking news timberwolves guard anthony edwards has entered into the COVID protocols at this point i think when i <laughs> when i follow woj and shams this is like nba free agency where like it, they are tweeting at a yeah. rapid pace but none of it has to do with signings or trades it is all who tested positive or who's in the health and safety and protocols we have one more breaking news yeah. torian prince of the timberwolves so now they might have an outbreak who knows if the game is that's why that's we're saying thing. like it's we don't even know we we you know we're on air now and then in a few hours they might say oh actually we have six more cases god forbid on yeah. the timberwolves and who knows if the game is even going to be that's the situation Crazy. With, with the climate of the, the NBA and right I, now. I do think we are going to find out, and sometimes things happen while we're on the air that, that, that we don't get word about, but they are going to have to decide by today if this Rams-Seahawks game will happen yeah. on Sunday at 1 p.m. Because here's the thing, the Seahawks have to travel, people have to travel. Like, like They are not going to make that ruling on Saturday. So at some point today... We will find out. I mean, the crazy thing about it is the Rams have not been in their facility since they got back from, from Phoenix. So, I mean, you, you talk about this entire week. Imagine preparing, practicing, training for a game away from home. Again, we did the show via Zoom. That's a radio show. Like, that, that, that's different than practicing for a game. And so, and by the way, the lines in Vegas are, like, off the chart. The number of games that are, like, 
scoff the board or the lines have changed. I mean, they 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 don't want to take games off because that's a lot of money, but they also don't know what the heck to put the line at. I mean, it's crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine what Vegas is going through and those books are going through right now, and just books right. in general, right? Like, we're not just Vegas, but like all, Everything, all over yeah. the US. So. Sometimes I forget, I keep saying Vegas, but like, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel's, I mean, Caesars, I mean, every sports book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, MGM, et cetera. Um, well, thank you f- so much for that question, Darren. We're going to move forward to Michael Shooters because we're running a little bit out of time. Uh, from Oxnard, he asks, Lakers have decided to bring up Isaiah Thomas after his great performance in the G League. Good idea, bad idea, or great idea? It is a necessary idea because Russell Westbrook is in health and safety protocols. Avery Bradley is in health, health and safety protocol. THT. I mean, so you need a guy to play for at least 10 days. Isaiah Thomas will do that for them. Again, I, I hope he finds a permanent spot either on the Lakers or some other team. But this is a necessary because they don't have anybody right now. And so, and again, we'll find out before tip who else tests positive and if this game happens. But you do need a stopgap. You do need someone who can help you over the next week. And I think this totally makes sense. It does. It, it makes me wonder now it's a 10 day so it's yeah. you know we'll see long term it does make me question the Kendrick Nunn thing because well. there's kind of play similar positions and we've ha- heard very little about his injury status going forward uh, Vogel said that we won't see him until 2022 and looking around the NBA when we hear things like that rumblings like that it's like wait a second is this ser- more serious than you guys have mm. let us know which, you know, it's a 10-day, so I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. But it is kind of intriguing because none was brought in, and all of a sudden, you know, we, we, we hear, like, two things about him all, all season. Wow. And he's still nursing the same injury, so we'll see. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you like the move there? I, by the way, great story. Like, Isaiah Thomas is such a – you can't help but root for him. So, again, this is a 10-day opportunity. Hopefully he makes the most of it, but happy to see him back. I mean, and was, wasn't he already a Laker before? He so was. This, he was he's already briefly. been in the system, so this is well, – I mean, good totally on Totally t- different time period, though. But, yes, you know, yes. But, but he's worn the jersey. People made the joke, like, listen, I, quick turnaround, but I put – you know how they su- superimpose the Lakers jersey. Yeah. You didn't have to do it here. Uh, but, yeah, just happy to see him back. Good – uh, player, good guy. Um, but yeah, man, we will have to see how many of these games actually happen this weekend, what is going to happen in the sports world. But we will be back with you on Monday to figure all that out. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe. And I really mean it. Stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces, shed tears as we bury brothers close to home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.